his hard-earned money gone. Creditors are on his back every day. The cops knocked on his door. His family was strained to the breaking point. He didn't do anything wrong, but John's life turned upside down a few years back. He became a victim of the fastest growing crime in the world, identity theft. Hey everybody, welcome to the Built Young, Grow Wealthy podcast. My name is Walida Sheree. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to share step-by-step my fraud prevention playbook. To learn more about how to manage, protect, and grow your money, don't forget to subscribe. Without further ado, let's get into this. According to the Federal Trade Commission, bank fraud cases grew 39% in 2021 compared to the previous year. While other identity theft increased by 7%, fraudsters using stolen identity information to open new bank accounts under a victim's name grew by 64% in 2021. Your identity can be stolen in many ways. For John, the thief gained access to his social security number and address then applied for a series of loans in his name. Guess who the creditors and law enforcement held accountable when the bills came due? He and his family felt the full impact. Identity theft can cripple and even destroy a person's life. With the time lost trying to recover your identity and the out-of-pocket expenses, former U.S. Treasury Secretary Jon Snow calls identity theft, quote, the greatest threat to consumers and far more insidious and harmful to our national welfare than many people realize, end quote. The internet doesn't make it any better with its almost limitless access to information, but a great deal of identity theft still comes from the offline world. Wherever it comes from, the goal stays the same, to get your personal information and steal what belongs to you for as long as possible. In many cases, This can lead to the victim filing for bankruptcy or worse. As reported by the Orlando Centennial, one man whose identity got stolen spent 54 days in jail before authorities realized their mistake. Yet, even when the thief finally gets caught, victims find out all too often the worst part still lies ahead, the recovery of their identity. For John, That meant never-ending battles with the same credit bureaus that previously gave him good ratings. They destroyed his credit almost overnight, even though he did everything they told him to get it restored. The agencies refused to clear his record and instead started sharing his information with each other. His mortgage rates went through the roof. He paid more for everything but still got declined. The burden and fear of not knowing if he would ever recover his identity came with all of this. Six years later, he finally did. He started working with a company that, within 90 days, restored his credit. His mortgage rate dropped, and he returned to paying full price for everything like the rest of us. And like John, all of us risk becoming victims. In San Antonio, Texas, Television station KNS5 spoke with the man convicted of identity theft who warned, quote, Don't take for granted what you have because anybody could take it away. I mean, at the snap of a finger, end quote. He would know. The ways of stealing identity have turned this crime from a nuisance 
to a worldwide crisis. Cybercrime is big and growing bigger by the day business. Thieves no longer want to do jail time for robbing someone that may not have money. So they've gotten smarter by targeting their victims online where they have direct access to their accounts. If you ever become a victim of online fraud, trying to get everything sorted out and back to how it was before the encounter can be a nightmare. To ensure that you never have to go through that particular nightmare, there are many simple things you can do to prevent online fraud. These things are so simple that there is no excuse not to take a few steps to do them daily. You may not be 100% safe, but you'll be as close to 100% as possible. Here are some simple ways to protect your identity online. Number one, keep your software updated. I'm guilty of getting software updates, reminders, and pressing ignore, mainly because I usually don't have an extended amount of time to wait until the update is completed. Don't be like me. Keep your software updated at the suggested times. Prolonging the process makes your system vulnerable to hackers giving them access to your private information. According to the book Future Crimes by Mark Goodman, you should keep the following updated. Browsers, plugins, Flash, media players, and Adobe Acrobat. Number two, create strong passwords. I saw a parody of a woman interviewing people on the street asking them personal questions to see if they would give her the answers. She was looking for answers to their passwords. Stay away from birthdays and other obvious passwords. Your passwords should be no less than 20 characters with a combination of upper and lowercase letters, numbers, symbols, and spaces. Another layer of protection is to write your passwords down in a safe place offline or use password wallets like 1Password, last pass, keep pass, or dash lane to manage your passwords. Number three, encryption is essential. While you're busy keeping your significant other out of your devices, you should put more energy into keeping strangers out of your devices. If you have your life's work on a hard drive, you must protect it as best as possible. Consider using BitLocker or FileVault to encrypt your hard drive and protect your data. Most people enjoy working in coffee shops or other places with public Wi-Fi. If this is you, get a secure VPN to protect your information on all of your devices, including your cell phone. Number four, only use verified apps. According to a study by Northwestern University, apps perform slightly better in protecting consumers' information than most websites. Only download apps from the official Apple or Google store. And if you download from a website, Verify that it's an official site. Look for HTTPS in the link to indicate that it's a secure site. Regardless of your choice, always review the privacy protection to ensure that your information is safe. Before proceeding, anything asking for access to your contacts and location should be investigated. Number five, turn off your devices. Did you know that most cyber crimes happen while you're sleeping? With that said, Always turn your computer off before you go to bed. Leaving it in sleep mode can allow hackers to still have access to your data. Additionally, only have your Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and hotspot on when in use. Keeping it on 24-7 allows thieves to have constant access to your data. If you're like me and keep a ton of tabs open on your laptop, and you're afraid of losing them by putting your laptop to sleep, don't worry. MacBooks, in particular, allow you to pick up where you left off. Number six, be a smart consumer. Amazon has grown to be the largest online store to date 
which can make you more susceptible to cybercrime online. Before you type in your credit card information into online stores and press the buy button, ensure that the product pictures are clear and match the product description you are buying. Click the seller's profile to see what kind of online presence they have. If they have a name that looks like a toddler typed the keyboard and don't have a history of selling previous products, you may get a product, just not the one you've had your heart set on buying. Number seven, resist the click. Never click on a tempting link in an email or text message and enter personal information into the site to which the link takes you. Always contact your bank, utility company, or credit card company directly if you get an email that says you need to enter personal information because nine times out of 10, these are scams. No credit card company or bank will send you an email or call you to ask for your account information or social security number unless it's a fraud alert. If you suspect fraud, call them directly to confirm. Now that you have your software updated, you have a strong password, you have encrypted your devices, you only use verified apps, you turn off your devices when they aren't in use, you've become a smart consumer, and you know not to click on suspicious links. Let's talk about the do's and don'ts for protecting your credit cards offline. For the do's, sign up for your new cards as soon as they arrive and cut up old cards when they expire. Sign your credit card in permanent ink as soon as you receive it. When making a purchase, check your card when it's returned to you by the cashier to ensure that it's yours and has not been tampered with. Total your charges before signing as blank spaces invite unscrupulous individuals to add additional amounts. Always retain your receipts to check them against your statement. Inform your card issuer immediately if unfamiliar transactions are posted to your statement. Before discarding old statements, even if they are closed accounts, shred them into small pieces. Notify your card issuer of any change of address so new cards statements are not sent to the old mailing address. Should your card be stolen or lost, inform the card issuer immediately. Only provide your social security number and credit card information to the parties you have initiated the call. Now let's talk about what you should not do. So the don'ts for protecting your credit cards offline. Never allow anyone else to use your card. It is yours and yours alone. Never write your personal identification number, also known as your PIN number, on your credit card. That way you can avoid any unauthorized cash withdrawals also known as ATM. Do not give any credit card information to individuals soliciting sales over the phone. If you receive calls from a party claiming to be your card issuer and the caller requests your account number, do not give it. Do not sign a blank receipt. Always draw a line through the lines above the total amount and destroy any carbon and cancel receipts immediately. Do not leave expired cards lying around. Now that you've gained knowledge on how to protect your financial information online and offline, it's time to place a fraud alert on your credit file. Fraud alerts help prevent anyone from opening new accounts in your name. They act as a red flag on your credit report, visible only when businesses access your file to possibly extend your credit. Call one of the three credit reporting agencies to place an alert on your account and ask them to flag your credit file for fraud. Within 24 hours, an alert will be attached to your credit file and your name will be removed from pre-approved credit and insurance applications for two years. Now the types of fraud alerts. An initial alert. An initial alert will be active on your credit report for 90 days. 
Use this if someone has gained access to personal information that could be used to open accounts in your name, such as your social security number or your date of birth. Once an initial alert is in place, potential creditors will need to verify your identity before extending credit. You should provide them with a phone number where you can be easily reached. The alert will help to ensure that you are the only one opening accounts in your name. The next type of alert is called extended alert. An extended alert is recommended if your identity has been stolen. With an extended alert, your credit file will remain guarded for seven years. In addition, your name will be removed from lists of marketing pre-screened credit cards for five years. To qualify for an extended fraud alert, you will need to provide proof of identity theft, such as a police report. And the last type of fraud alert is the military fraud alert. Active duty military members are eligible for a military fraud alert. This alert allows military members on active duty to prevent anyone from opening accounts in their name while overseas. If you take all of the precautionary tips and still find that your information has been compromised, then you will need to follow this advice. Number one, contact all three credit bureaus and explain what has happened. Tell them you want a fraud report attached to your credit report. That way, the thieves can't open new lines of credit in your name. Number two, next contact your bank and all of the companies you have credit with. Tell them what has happened so they can monitor your accounts. Another common tactic is the thieves will add themselves to your account. Then once they are listed as one of the account holders, they will clean you out. Number three, contact your local police department as well as the FBI. You want to file a report and establish a timeline. This will help protect you from the damage the crooks do. And I wanna just make this clear. Um, you do wanna file a police report. So that way, if say the thieves get away with making purchases, you're not held liable to pay that back. As far as the FBI goes, you don't necessarily need to include the FBI unless you can actually prove your identity has been stolen. These are all basic steps. Your local law enforcement agency, bank, or credit bureau may have more information for you. Do what they tell you to do. Hackers are always coming up with new ideas to gain information. Although these tips can't be 100% able to protect you from cybercrime, it will protect you as much as possible. Even Equifax, which is one of the three major credit bureaus, was able to be compromised. You should always take any measures to protect yourself both online and offline. Don't just give the hackers what they want without a fight. November 13th through 19th is Fraud Awareness Week. I highly recommend reading Future Crimes by Mark Goodman. He goes in depth with how vulnerable your information online is and what you can do to protect yourself. Additionally, I am giving you a free guide on all about identity theft. The link will be in the description box. So, have you ever been a victim of fraud? If you like this podcast episode, consider subscribing for more ways to manage, protect, and grow your money. Leave me a review and share this podcast episode with your friends. That's all I have for now. Until next time, I will talk to you later.